Welcome to Becoming Referrable, the podcast that shows you how to become the kind of advisor people can't stop talking about. I'm Steve Wershing. On this episode, we talk with Jill Lublin, publicity strategist, successful speaker who does over 200 dates per year, and best-selling author of the books Profit of Kindness and Get Noticed, Get Referrals. We start our conversation with the idea of kindness, how we all think of ourselves as kind, but don't necessarily relate that to what role that can play in developing your business. We spend a little time talking about a number of quotes, including one from the book, A Basic Adjustment in Attitude and Approach Can Substantially Improve Virtually Every Facet of Your Life. And in Jill's world, that includes your business. We then turn our attention to how to get noticed more effectively and how getting noticed will lead to more referrals. Jill talks about getting noticed as a full-time job. She talks about positioning yourself for referrals by getting noticed more often rather than asking for referrals. We talk about how creating unique original content will help you be seen and heard as well as strategies that you can incorporate to get seen and noticed through organizations, through other clients, and through other contacts that you probably make all the time. And listen through to the end where Jill offers uh, you access to a free interactive session on how to utilize publicity tactics that will help you get noticed and help you build your business. It's a great conversation with lots of practical ideas and useful tips. So here now is our conversation with Jill Lublin. Well, Jill, welcome to the Becoming Referrable podcast. Yeah, welcome, Jill. Oh, I'm delighted to be here. Thank you both. Oh, we're excited to have this conversation. You've done some really uh, interesting stuff, and I know our listeners are, are going to learn a lot. But maybe before we jump into that work, do you mind just sharing a little bit about your background and the kind of work that you do? Sure. Well, for, gosh, over 25 years, I've been helping entrepreneurs of all uh, kinds of businesses help really get more visibility using publicity as a primary marketing strategy. And I teach virtual publicity courses, which are a lot of fun. And I also help people get real book deals without a word written because, hey, I've <laughs> written four, four of my own books. And so I'm helping people get Uh, you know, deals with publishers and agents, and then self-published authors get, um, you know, frankly, uh, foreign rights of all kinds. So that's the main things I do. Interesting. I'll bet there's a lot of our audience being financial advisors. I know a lot of them have a book in them somewhere. So that that might be that might be a good place to start. Um, now, I, I did want originally when we were uh, connecting with you, I wanted to talk to you very specifically about your book, Get Noticed, Get Referrals, because obviously that quite links directly to the podcast. But um, I thought it might be interesting just to start a little bit with the topic of your most current book, which is The Profit of Kindness. And, and I think the concepts are, are probably quite tightly linked. Um, and I noticed there was a reference to the book and it really jumped out to me. And it was just this, that a basic adjustment in attitude and approach can substantially improve virtually every facet of your life. Now, that's a big, bold statement. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about the profit of kindness, about what you mean and that approach. 
Thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, profit of kindness, let me just say, is excellent for financial advisors because the truth is, and we all know it, the more kind you are, the people will be drawn to you naturally. And if they're choosing amongst people, people will, will choose the person they resonate most with, which, frankly, you know, you can't go wrong with kindness ever. <laughs> so, um, but that's the thing about having an attitude adjustment. You know, the question is, what can you do that's more kind? I mean, listen, we all have are stretched at times or some something occurs where a moment of stress will happen. And, you know, like always, you can choose what your reaction is. You can choose how to respond. Um, and I think that's really a good thing for everyone when it comes to, uh, we'll call it attitude adjustment. And by the way, with profit of kindness, I'm not saying roll over and be Pollyanna to everybody, right? <laughs> and there are, you know, times you have to have boundaries and, you know, you don't want your clients calling you at two in the morning or whatever, <laughs> right? But but I think things can be said kindly. Uh, you can have compassion. Uh, you know, in Profit of Kindness, I actually have seven what I call return on kindness principles. And they include things like flexibility and patience. All of that for anybody in any business, especially financial planning, is, is important. And can you, can you actually just give us the highlights on those principles before we dig in? Like just the yeah. sort of what are those seven? Yeah, absolutely. So generosity is one. Flexibility is one. Gratitude, patience, positivity, connection, and compassion. Those are the seven return on kindness principles. And, you know, everyone's always concerned about ROI, which you should be. And I'm also, you know, my premise is if you have those in place, that's actually what's going to get you profitable business. And, you know, it's interesting. Can I just share, if I may, yeah. um, when I wrote Profit of Kindness, which is actually my fourth book, and I, I sat looking at Get Notice, Get Referrals, and Guerrilla Publicity, and even Networking Magic, my other three, and I thought, well, how does this tie in with that? You know, what I realized is that kind companies get and make more money. Kind companies have happier employees and, and more satisfied customers. And that's what I've really seen in terms of the, in terms for me, how they all tie together, but also for your audience, you know, practicing all that, whether it's referral marketing, whether it's, you know, publicity marketing and all of that. Uh, the truth is, if you do every one of it from a kind position, you're going to get more publicity, you're going to get more clients, you're going to get more referrals. It does tie all together. Now, uh, one of the things, one of the principles you mentioned was generosity, and, and there are a number of different ways that you can be generous. Can you tell us a little bit more about what you mean by that, by that principle? Well, I think you have to choose something, right? So in my business, I teach a virtual publicity course, and I always give a scholarship to a nonprofit or somebody maybe who just can't afford the class but really needs it. And, um, you know, uh, so I think that's really important. That's part of my give back every single month I do this. And my publicity course is very well priced now. I, with the pandemic and everything that happened, I lowered the price. I made that more affordable. That was a generous move. Um, so I think, you know, each one of us has different ways we'll operate that. For me, it's, it's basically giving a seat every single month. And that's my give back. And I always ask people to look at what's your give back. And that's generosity. Interesting. You know, one of the, one of the things that, that jumped out at me from the book um, 
is that you talked about being in an environment that's more like Finding Nemo than Shark Tank. And I wonder <laughs> if, you could, if you could dig into that a little bit. Yeah, so, you know, I have to laugh, Stephen, because on the front of Prophet of Kindness is actually a, an endorsement from Kevin Harrington, the first shark of Shark Tank. Oh, know? interesting. <laughs> yes, and Kevin's a very kind person. Um, you'll find most of the sharks in Shark Tank are actually their whole focus is they want people to have better business. So, you know, what I mean is that um, you don't have to be a shark in business. Do you need to be purposeful? Yes. Do you need to have, um, I think, products and services that serve others? Absolutely. I don't think you need to be a shark in business. I'll tell you, it was interesting to me because in the pandemic, by lowering my virtual publicity course uh, to under, you know, to like 197, by the way, it was more like, you know, 1297 before. What's fascinating is so many people said, oh, don't lower your prices. You've got 25 years in the publicity business. And you know what? I am serving far more people, the Nemos, right? I am able to serve far more generously and, and frankly, without hotel bills and all the travel. I, don't, I can pass that savings along to all my clients now. And, and so I don't need to be a shark and charge what maybe I used to because it was a whole different ball of wax when I'm in front of people and it's a different kind of... Um, uh, it's a different kind of class now, you know, everything gone virtual, it's so much easier. And I can actually give even more content. So that's called being a Nemo versus a shark, right? And, and I just think for all of us, there are ways that we can adjust our offerings, uh, you know, that, that really serve our clients. And, for, and I just ask your listeners to think about what are those ways that you can be adjusting how you serve people. That really works. You said something really interesting there, um, which was about kind companies, because initially I was thinking of kindness as very much an individual characteristic, but uh, I mean, how does that work for you? Is that a cultural characteristic or is it really from the top down? Uh, how do companies become kind? Yeah, well, you know, interestingly enough, in the Bay Area, there's this uh, bus campaign going around from Dignity Health. Now, they're a big healthcare company, right? And what's their campaign? Human kindness campaign. I thought, well, that's fascinating. Honda did a huge kind, Honda Cars, right? Did a huge kindness campaign. Kleenex did a kindness campaign. The Hyatt Hotels uh, offered uh, a spa treatment to different people on a random basis, just a sign from their employees. You just got to give out spa treatments. That's a kind campaign, right? Um, I wish I would have, I wish I would have gotten one of those. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> <laughs> sure. But the point is that that's called kindness in companies, right? That they do very specific tactics that uh, create kindness in the marketplace. And then they become known for that. And then, uh, you know, I noticed another campaign from the Marriott hotels recently, follow the golden rule, be kind. I mean, it's really coming out in the culture, in commercialism, uh, in, in commercials for other companies. And, and as we've gone through what we've all gone through, the word kindness comes up again and again in a repetitive nature. How do you be more kind, right? So what a wonderful thing. It's really, I think, hit the mainstream conversation. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Is it, Julie, can we switch over to the other book? 
Yeah, of course. You okay. Um, so Jill, the, the um, one of the other books that we were real interested in is um, Get Noticed, Get Referrals. And uh, so we wanted to ask you a little bit more about that. Um, what, what is the connection between getting noticed and generating more referrals? Okay, so here's the thing. If people don't know you, um, and that could be as simple as participating in your Chamber of Commerce mixers, as an example. Like, I remember one of the ways I found a financial planner, you're going to love this, he served as a bartender, you know, because they're all volunteer, at one of the Chamber of Commerce mixers in my local community, right? So I got face recognition from him. I got, and by the way, it doesn't have to be. There are people who work with people, especially with Zoom now. You can see people everywhere, anywhere, anytime. It doesn't really matter where people are located. But I'm suggesting that you might want to look at ways to get involved in nonprofits and volunteer work um, so that you do generate that getting notice part, right? And in this case, this was a gentleman who volunteered. And I noticed that, that he volunteered. So for me, that's brownie points. Check, you know, check, right? Um, and I think, you know, each one of us has different priorities, what we're looking for. Uh, certainly, because I've been working with people in the area of getting noticed through publicity, I just know that if you get noticed more, you will get more business. It's just an automatic piece that happens. Automatic and, and, piece. Go ahead. So, yeah, I was just going to ask you about publicity. I know this is something that uh, intuitively people would understand the connection, but find it hard to figure out and think about if for, for someone who's, uh, you know, a financial advisor looking to get noticed, are there some baseline steps that you would recommend? Yes. So, you know, understanding that there are also compliance issues, because I've worked a lot with a number of financial advisors. They've been through my publicity course. I've worked with them privately as clients. I have one right now who I'm working privately with. And so a couple things that, that I know, um, dealing with compliance issues, there's a few things that you can do. One in particular, I'll give you right now that's really simple and completely free. What you can do is send out an announcement. This is an announcement through, if you look at your local newspapers and your local business journals, so that's your daily paper in your market and your local business journal in your market, right? Um, they have a section. It's called the people section. Financial advisors are people. This strategy passes compliance sniff test. And what you can do is actually put something, an announcement. Maybe you, maybe you recently hired uh, an assistant. Maybe you moved offices. Maybe you're working virtually and have different programs you're offering now. Uh, so I think those are all fabulous announcements and great ways that you can keep and create that visibility factor that gets your name out there consistently. And, and so for me, part of referrals and part of getting noticed and part of creating that publicity recognition factor is creating, I like to call it the I've heard of you somewhere syndrome, <laughs> right? That people have seen your name. Maybe they saw it in a business journal. Maybe they saw it in a newsletter of an association that you're a member of. Maybe you wrote an article. Um, maybe you did this announcement strategy I just gave you that's completely free, right? And so you want to create that name recognition factor the I've heard of you somewhere syndrome and that ongoing consistency and persistency in the market. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And, and Jill, when we were talking before, uh, before this recording, you mentioned something to me that you referred to as the who question as part of the referral strategy. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yes, I love the who question, and that's not an owl, <laughs> although <laughs> owls, owls do go who. <laughs> but <They> do. Uh, <laughs> what I want you to do is ask the who question. So when you walk into a room, and that could be a Zoom room, it could be a physical meeting, it could be anywhere, point. It could be an airplane, it could be uh, walking your dog or out for coffee or wherever. I want you to start getting in the habit of asking the who question. So what that is, is who do you know? who, you know, needs some help with their finances? Who do you know who is, is um, in, a, in a point of a problem right now with financial situation might need some help? Who do you know is a great question. And what it stimulates is somebody thinking about, well, I don't, well, let's see, who do I know, right? Because I naturally believe, and I've seen this proved over my 25 years of business experience, that people actually do want to help. They do want to help. You just have to ask the right question. And I find that a lot of people don't know the right question to ask. And, you know, especially when you're business networking, especially when you're in Zoom rooms or wherever you are doing your networking, you know, the, if you have the right questions, as opposed to here's what I do, I don't love here's what I do anymore. I think um, I teach it as a problem solution formula, like you be a problem solver and give people real solutions and then ask them the question, who do you know who fill in the blank, depending on what kind of service you offer, what kind of financial focus is your focus of how you work with your clients as you're listening to this, think about the right who question for that. So, um, let me dig into that a little bit, Jill, because you know one of the things that that uh, that we believe is that it's not a good idea to ask specifically for referrals, um, partly because it, it it puts people on the spot. So if you you know if you're in a networking meeting or if you're in a meeting with a client and you ask that who question, how do you how do you work that so that people do, you know if they can't think of somebody or if they can think of somebody but they don't know if the other person would want uh, to get referred. Uh, to them, you know, how do, how do you how do you work around that so that people don't feel put upon? Yeah, so and Stephen, you know, listen, I agree with you. And then there's a point about yes, and right. So here's the truth. What I've seen, I see people not asking specific enough questions. So it's nice to be nicey nice and to create relationships. And I think that's really important. Okay, it is. Um, and it's an and, you can still be specific and ask a question. Who do you know is not a, listen, if you don't give me three referrals, I'm going to, you know, wring your neck, right? It, it is a, who do you know? It's actually a very innocent question. And then here's the thing. Um, that, that person goes, well, I don't know. Who do I know? You can say, hey, is, would it be okay if I follow up with you? Now, that person can say, you know, I'll let you know when I have that. And then great, onus on them. They come back to you when they have a referral. You say, great, thank you so much. If they say, yes, I'd love you to follow up, then you do. You ask when and when's a good time. And I just think that specificity is powerful. And, and if you kind of let people go into a kind of a, a, like a whirl 
um, and you it's it's a it's really a no pressure zone like who do you know is I think a very neutral question they can say well gosh you know I know da 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 oh great do you by chance have their contact information or would it be okay with you if I follow back up is a continual relationship in my many years of business, I have never personally found anyone, well, maybe maybe with one or two exceptions, that have not been willing to say, yes, it's really okay to follow up. And those people who have said, you know, I'll get back to you when I have one, terrific. You know, I just, that's fine. There's no pressure. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, that's great. Do me a favor and, and let me know, you know, call me when it's good. And if I never hear from them again, it's, you know, may you have a good life. I don't say that to them. But there's not any pressure. It's just, it's a, I look at it as a specific request. And, you know, with requests, people can answer it or they can choose not to. They can, um, I just find people do want to help. But that if you don't give them a way to help, then how can they help you? That's that's just been my general approach, and it it's been very effective. Um, I do get referrals consistently, and there's no like big pressure about you have to give it to me right now on the spot. But I'm also uh, here's what I've learned. You know, in many years of being in different kinds of groups, which I am. Um, if we do, if I don't get it done then for a person who's asking me for a referral then it may not get done. So I'm the kind of person that when somebody says, hey, who do you know? Hey, Julie and Steve, I've got this amazing person right now. And you know what? I'm going to email them right now. Or here's their, here's their contact number. Or call me in you know, 48 hours and I'll get you their information. Now, I'm the kind of person you want to do business with, if you know what I'm saying, right? right? Yeah. So part, part of that is a little bit, and this is just my opinion, and I'm sure you two have an amazing referral system too, and it, it's always whatever works for that person, right? Um, but here's my truth. If that person isn't responsive, I also want to know that. And it's okay. We'll move on. Yeah. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. Look, there's, there's so many different approaches, like you say. It's, it's about, I think comfort is probably the number one. Um, I've heard some, some people use lines that I thought, there's no way I could ever hear anybody saying that. But the way they <laughs> deliver it is so comfortable and so that it just, you know, it does seem to work. Um, we've, talked to, uh, we've talked about getting noticed. We've talked about asking specific questions. Are there other um, particular strategies that you really believe are important uh, for advisors to think about in order to drive more referrals? Absolutely. Connection is one. Connection, like where are you connecting with people? Uh, you know, whether it's uh, live, whether it's virtual. I mean, what I've been excited about recently is the opportunity to network in virtual ways, unlike I've ever been able to do before. I find that really powerful. Um, so I would tell people to get real creative, you know, how else could you be expanding your network and connecting to others so that others know about you? Right? Because I do think referrals are based a lot on who knows who. Going back to a little bit to the who's question. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, to, in order to get to know people showing up, and again, it can be in Zoom, it can be virtually, it can be any way, uh, showing up is an important part. And I think that trust factor of no like, right? No like and trust gets built. Um, and I also love you know, I'm a publicity woman. So I also love an article being written 
500 words. You don't have to write it. There are people who can do this, who are good, who are excellent at this. And, um, you know, I think a 500 word informational how to. Um, so one financial service provider I worked with, for instance, you know, we did a piece about how people will be broke. It was like 67% of people will be broke by the time they reach 60. Here are three strategies to avoid that. Right. And so it's a how to article. It's it starts with a statistic that's powerful and then it gives people real things they can do. I like those kinds of things. I think blogging, podcasting, you know, the very things you're doing is brilliant. Um, so you want to be you want to be looking for opportunities to be seen and heard. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and um, so I think you have a, a giveaway for listeners as well. Is that right? Can you tell us a bit about that? Absolutely. So one of the things um, I'm big on is, you know, real world ways to get your publicity done. And it's a free interactive publicity webinar with me. Um, and live, I'm live. So go to jilllublin.com slash publicity. And that'll take you right in to come live with me and learn great publicity tactics that'll help your business. Oh, well, thank you. That's, that's terrific. And if they want to learn more about your books or the other work that you do, where's the best place to find you? Uh, JillLublin.com is perfect. Okay. And that's my general website, which will help you with all kinds of possibilities. That's wonderful. Well, thank you so much for your time. Thanks for the work that you're doing. Really appreciate you being here today. Yeah, thank you, Jill. Thank, thank you for having me. Hi, it's Julie again. It was great to have you with us on Becoming Referrable. If you like what you've been hearing, please do us a favor and rate us on iTunes. It really does help. You can get all the links, show notes, and other tidbits from these episodes at becomingreferrable.com. You can also get our free report, Three Referral Myths That Limit Your Growth, and connect with our blogs and other resources. Thanks so much for joining us.